0: Hey everybody. This is Eric Reed, Principal Consulting Engineer at MongoDB. Uh, today on the MongoDB podcast, we're going to talk about consulting for services, the role of older technologists in the industry. So all that and more. Stay tuned for the MongoDB podcast.
1: Well, Eric, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. How are you today?
0: Hey, thanks for having me here. I am just thrilled. I love the podcast. I'm doing extremely well. This is a great time to be a part of MongoDB and be a Mongoite.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Today is a is a really uh, strange day. I guess the the stock price hit a, an all time high today, so there's a, a lot of fanfare going on in the office. But um, Eric, do me a favor. Let's let's dig in and um, introduce yourself to the audience. Let folks know who you are and what you do.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So again, I'm Eric Reed. I'm a principal consulting engineer with MongoDB. I've been with the company for, November will be four years. Uh, before that, I was with Sun Microsystems for several decades, and then Oracle after their acquisition, uh, and then came here. I am based in Southwest Michigan, US.
1: Fantastic. Um, so principal consulting engineer, Mm -hmm. Let's dig into that and tell the folks, what's the day in the life of a principal consulting engineer like? What is it that you do?
0: Oh, well, take a million rocks and pebbles, (laughs) put them in a a circular tumbler, tumble a few million times. (laughs) That's my day. Um, (laughs) The nice thing about being a consulting engineer is that every day is a little bit different. And honestly, that was the main draw. That is the thing I like the most about this. There is never any time to just sort of sit around and twiddle your thumbs and, (laughs) oh, by the way, you've got to stay on top of the technical game for this. So what does a consulting engineer do? We primarily get with customers who have purchased uh, one or more of our MongoDB products, and then they also purchase uh, consulting in the form of certain packages that could be come in and talk to our people and give best practices, come in and evaluate our environment for performance and, and configuration, come in and help us do a sizing, uh, come in and give us training. We offer both public and tri- private training uh, for small groups, and we are the spearhead of that sort of thing. So, uh, and in addition to those formal Uh, deliverables that we provide. We also could be working with account teams on a little bit of pre-sale stuff, although that's usually not the norm. And then I have found that by definition, our job is also to be evangelists. Now we're not a replacement for DevRel or anything like that, but we are always out there because we want people to know the potential value you can get for this. And we're very, very sad when customers aren't getting the full potential of MongoDB. So it's all of that and more, and it just makes it a lovely job to wake up to every day.
1: Oh, I can imagine. I, I love yeah. the multifacets. I love yep. so many different aspects of the job. And um, uh, well, I mean, as part of that, you've got to know so many different aspects. The, the MongoDB platform has so many, um, so many products and services built into it. How did you come up to speed on all of those different aspects?
0: With minimal blood loss. No, I kid. (laughs) Um, Honestly, there is a lot of stuff in the portfolio. And even the basic technology itself has a lot of things and more all the time. Right? Who can tell me in detail about how time series works? I'm still coming up to speed on that. By the way, that's a version 5.0 thing. Um, So you have to be hungry to constantly learn. And the learning curve for someone like myself, who came from, well, so we say a little more legacy technology. And by the way, didn't know MongoDB before I started here. That is a massive ramp up. You have to have strong seatbelts and a strong stomach and a real desire to learn. But I have to tell you, it way pays off here. So you just, you try to absorb everything. And when you have people who who are training you in this stuff, and I know you know some of the people. When I came on board, the main uh, new hire trainer was a fellow by the name of Norberto Leite, Uh, one of our distinguished engineers within professional services. John Page has really been pushing for training and his field craft and his trade craft programs internally. So that is the most massive fire hose you can imagine. Uh, but it is completely doable and oh, by the way, this technology is pretty damn cool.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, I agree. And so folks are out there listening, and maybe they're a software developer. Maybe they've got DevOps experience. Maybe they've got some MongoDB. What's the right um, set of skills that someone might want to have in order to get ready to come on board as a consulting engineer?
0: Right. And by the way, we're hiring. I mean, uh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> thank you for setting that up for me. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, you have to, in in normal times at least, you have to be willing to travel a lot, up to 60, 70%. Um, I never minded it. Yeah, it takes its toll. But that's kind of the the exhilarating part of things. You have to be comfortable in front of customers of all types, in all situations. And that's everything from they welcome you in with open arms and hang on your every word to what we call the dumpster fires, where things might not be going exactly the way they want and you have to fix it or else. And be comfortable and keep your, your calm within that. Uh, a strong background, although not necessarily having had a series of jobs, in two sides of the equation. One is the dev side. One is the ops side. If you're pretty comfortable in the middle there in DevOps, you're probably fine. But we find that we do everything from sitting down with somebody and stepping through their C-sharp code. And am I a .NET expert? Uh, not last time I checked. But we also, on the operations side, are talking speeds and feeds of virtual machines and IOPS and deployment configurations and so where am I going to be keeping my TLS certs and everything like that. So breadth is really the short answer to that. And my management say, well, yeah, and depth too. So don't forget that.
1: <laughs> right. But that gives you an idea. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. So of all these things that you do and and of all the environments that you get placed into, what's your favorite thing to to work on when you're positioned at a customer?
0: There there are two of them actually. Uh case number one is where I walk in and they've got their arms crossed already, and it's like, well, we're giving you another chance here, but we're thinking about moving to product X. And I'll walk in and say, nice to meet you, challenge accepted. And if I walk out that week and they have changed their mind, I feel pretty good. Um, The other one is when I will either do training or initial discovery. They're not very familiar with MongoDB, and by the end of the week, they're going... Dude, I cannot believe all this stuff we didn't realize we're going to be due with MongoDB. And now the floodgates are opened and our teams can't wait to go and design and implement on this. And I feel really good about that because without us, they may never have been able to peek over that.
1: You know, I, I think you and I are a lot alike in that respect. And, you know, I refer to myself as an impact junkie. Anytime I can have a really positive impact on a developer experience, I'm all about that.
0: Exactly. And, and you do, by the way, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I see the trail of what comes uh, from your work and it's pretty uh, thank impressive. You. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank
1: you. Thank you so much. We're also alike in that this is not our first 10 years or 15 years, even maybe even 20 years of, of experience in the technology arena in the industry. And um, you know, I think about that from time to time. I mean, I've got more years behind me than I do in front of me. Is that a concern for you? Do you feel like, you know, aging and technology is is a scary thing?
0: Not anymore is the short answer. And a huge part of that is because of MongoDB. Now, uh, I can say that I'm in my second 40 years of my career, you (laughs) might say, (laughs) (laughs) which which gives you an idea here. And I was relatively comfortable at those companies until uh, 2017 when... Yet another contingent of of Sun people, seven years after the acquisition, were like, "Oh, not surprising." But at 59 years old, to now be out on the street, and it's like, "Oh my gosh, look at what's out here!" That was just major uh, uh, concern at first, and then you get over that, and you say, "I can keep up with any of this," and. The short answer here was I was referred to MongoDB by a couple of folks who work at the company, one, one of which used to be at Oracle, one of which used to be at IBM, and I worked with uh, as a customer. And they said, come on, try it out. This looks really daunting. And yet, I came in, they were very open. And in fact, the hiring manager said, we need to diversify we cannot have all um, um, hot shots that don't have a certain perspective. And I said, well, that's really open-minded because you've recognized, and this was just around the time that Mongo went public, you've recognized that that seasoning is now part of the secret sauce that takes us to the next level as an organization. And for, for, for professional services, that was really the case. So we have several... Um, um, not quite out of the shoot, uh engineers here. And at age 63, yes, I'll admit it. <laughs> you I'm right. not the <laughs> oldest one uh, in our West Coast group. We have a fellow who's into the next decade. And I, Peter, I will not try to shame you here. You're my <laughs> hero. That really shows me the extent to which MongoDB and professional services uh, work to to embrace this. And I know professional services as a whole does because I was lucky enough when I interviewed in Manhattan in 2017 that Brad Jacobs, our VP, was in town. And so he did one of the interviews. And the fact that I grilled him on what do you want to be when you grow up as an organization and he didn't say get out of here told me these guys – and ladies all eat sleep and breathe this stuff and they believe it.
1: What a hopeful story. I mean, I know yeah. I know that there are many software developers, DevOps professionals that are that are in their upper years of their career and might be looking for you know, something else might be looking to, to get involved in, in consulting engineering. So um,
0: I welcome people to, to give us a shot. Reach out to me. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: So where where would folks go to get more information about opportunities available in the professional services organization?
0: Yeah. Um, first of all, we have a uh, professional services slash consulting page on mongodb.com. Uh, second of all, check out the careers page on mongodb.com to see what sort of professional services slash consulting engineering positions we have open. We have several around the world right now. Thirdly, I would say reach out to me directly, uh, eric.reid, R-E-I-D, at mongodb.com. Um, I'm always looking for for qualified candidates who would be a good fit in consulting engineering and professional services as a whole. We're not just a bunch of consultants. We're not just a bunch of propeller heads, although it seems like it sometimes. We have project management. We have engagement management, kind of the bridge between uh, the sales part of things and the after sales part of things to make sure customers are aware of the benefit of professional services. We have a whole team Doing that. There's a lot of different stuff going on in this organization.
1: All right. So we'll include links to what Eric just mentioned in the show notes. So make sure you check out the show notes uh, for, for those important resources. But let's talk a little bit about your journey. Now, you mentioned four, 40 years. That's, that's incredible. I know I'm still shaking my
0: head after <laughs> saying that, but it is what it is.
1: Yep. Yeah, for sure. But, but tell me what it was like to go from a company like Sun and Oracle where I would imagine you're steeped in relational technologies. What, what was it like to uh, wrap your mind around this new way of storing data in documents?
0: Yeah, that, that's a really good one because I've been doing database relational database on and off since graduate school. So there's no one into whom third normal form isn't burned in like laser <laughs> than me. And coming to MongoDB, I said, well, yeah, this is going to be different, but this is something I I definitely wanted to do. I was very lucky to be able to just drop all that at the door on my way in and say, "Nope, I have no predilections about this. Bring it on. I want to see something new. To the point where in the training courses on day one, first, first hour, I say, please drop this stuff at the door. It'll be there when you're ready to go. You're not you're not uh casting aspersions on it. You need to have a completely open mind to absorb this type of thing. Um, there's so much though, in terms of the detail in all the products and, and all of that. It's you know, your first year or so as a consulting engineer, you're always kind of looking around and going, What did I miss? What what has just been announced that I haven't looked at? But that gets a whole lot easier. So the the journey journey is actually worth it in retrospect.
1: Any horror stories uh, from early on? No, there were
0: a couple of engagements where it's like they drop you in a chair, they give you full pseudo access to everything, and they say, uh, we now need to implement um, uh, Active Directory uh, uh, functionality across all our MongoDBs and Ops Manager, go. And had this kid actually hands-on in a real working model with all these translations to the way LDAP does things? No. Was that a fun week? No. Did I (laughs) learn something? Yes. Uh, In another instance, and this wasn't early on, but I remember blogging a couple months ago. Um, on on my site, uh, mongosilverback.net, another link, uh, where I actually issued a mea culpa, an I'm sorry, where I said, you know, you customers and you know who you're going to be, I was telling you this about this. I forget what the technical detail was. Well, I was wrong. I apologize. I hope you didn't lose billions in revenue over it. And here's the right thing to have. We're all going to run into stuff like that. I'm sure you probably have too. And it's like, should I admit this? Hell yes, I should admit this. I mean, this mm-hmm. happens. It's better to get the right information rather than me just going, oh, no, no, I, I gave them the right information.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think, I don't know, for me, I, I've worked in a pre-sales capacity talking with customers before the sale. And there's no better way to to gain credibility than to admit that you don't know and, and maybe that you've been wrong. Yeah,
0: I think so. I mean, when we have new consulting engineers coming in and they're still trying to figure out if the floor is lava or not, um, we say it's okay to tell a customer, I don't know, but I will definitely get you the answer in this time frame," And it, we're all going to be there. I still encounter that from time to time. After four years, I always will. And as long as you are consistent and and you have a certain level of accountability and, and technical respect that you really you know know what you're doing and they can see that, that's all good.
1: Yeah. After all this time and after all of the things that you've learned, yep. you know, it's a daily journey to continue to stay up to speed.
0: Well, it's a struggle after coming back from two weeks PTO in a tropical <laughs> location last week. That can be a struggle. But yes, yes I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it, it can be.
1: How do you stay up to date on the latest trends and the latest product information?
0: Certainly when it comes to our products, uh, you want to have your your ear to the ground. I was going to say nose to the ground, but that doesn't make sense. Um, and so I am on uh, regularly two dozen internal Slack channels for mostly product uh, where I'm just constantly looking. And I'll get a whiff of something. And it's like, wait, are we going in this direction? Or did this feature drop in Atlas or something like that? And then I'll suss it out. It takes extra cycles, but you absolutely have to do that. Uh, Once in a while, I will tune into one of our uh, MongoDB webcasts occasionally, because those tend to be very front-end pre-sales things, but MongoDB Live. Uh, there were tons of good presentations this year. I tried to listen to as many of those as I could, which virtually relatively easy to do. So you have to be proactive internally. And then when it comes to the industry as a whole, the database segment, computing in general, cloud, you've got to go out and be proactive. But I will say it's not a matter of subscribing to 3,000 magazines, 3,000 podcasts, 3,000 different types of social media, you'll you'll implode if you do that. So I say limit your sources. Most social media I'm not on. I'm on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn and that's pretty much it. And I consider myself ahead of the game at my age for that. Um, But when it comes to looking at all the available information out there, uh, mine is pretty limited. It's like LinkedIn Slash dot Wired, that kind of is kind of a scattershot across there. Between things like that, I'd say I have probably half a dozen sources that I regularly hit every morning. I feel like I have a pretty good sense of, oh, this is new, or, oh, look, this, this is happening down here, or, oh, I need to go research this a little bit more here. Um, And it's held held up pretty well over four years here. And then the last thing, I guess, would be, You still have to keep your hands dirty. And I personally, it's my sanity to to just jump into some code, especially for an area or or a piece of software I haven't dealt with before. And just spend, I don't want to say all weekend because my wife may hear me um, getting dirty with that. and in doing so, you have an appreciation, you have a relatability, uh, and you can build on that for something else. And when I stop getting the need to get my hands dirty, I think that's when I, you know, say time to go tropical 24-7.
1: I think you stop growing when you take your fingers off the keyboard. What is your favorite stack to work with? I mean, obviously MongoDB is in there. But what else do you work with in terms of technology and languages?
0: Just because I was not present at the birth, but I was in an adjacent building, Java is always going to be it. Uh, mm-hmm. Can I tell you everything about you know the latest Java 35, 36, 37? I'm joking. Uh, the numbers are just spiraled <laughs> out of control. So um, anything around Java or uh, uh Again, old school would be C. Uh, I do like Golang, I must say, for something more in this millennium. Uh, um, What else do I like to uh, play with here? I'm very big on virtualization, containerization, and such. If I can spin things up, and again, this gets back to Sun and Oracle, a VirtualBox instance, but then also a Docker or maybe some amount of Kubernetes, I'm all for doing that. Um, that's why I asked for the maximum memory on my MacBooks when I order them, because I'm going to just virtualize all over the place here. Um, I think that when I first came to MongoDB, I was thinking, I really have to get up to speed on Hadoop. And I did a little bit. Okay, that's sort of mitigated over the time. It's as, Im- as important to look at things now in terms of how your data is coming in and things like Kafka and making sure you've got you know, the right sort of uh, topics. Um, lots of Apache stacks are just in my arrow quiver to be able to pull out at any given time. And they're in Mongo's as well in terms of a number of the connectors we have with uh, with Spark and Kafka and, and Kubernetes operators and things. So those those are the few of those. I don't really classify myself as a full-on developer anymore. Uh, When I was interviewing at Mongo, I was interviewing other places and I interviewed for a principal developer position. And 15 minutes into the interview, I said, oh yeah, I'm a little broader than what they're looking for here. And that's okay. There's another lesson. It's okay to realize you're not quite the hotshot developer you were a while ago. And if your strengths you know, lend yourself to something else. Embrace that. Don't go skulking away and say, "I if I can't play as a real hotshot developer, I'm not going to play at all."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, what what other advice do you have for folks that are listening that that well, maybe they're considering uh, consulting engineering, or, or maybe they're just considering a, a shift in in what they're doing.
0: Yeah, and 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 so many people are 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 taking the time right now to figure out what they want to do now. COVID has has helped us sort of say, yes, am am I on the right path? Consulting is for you if you like a variety of technical challenges at a variety of levels. If you are relatively comfortable both in the developer and the operational DBA side of things, Not, not to huge depth, but at least across both of those. If you like working with customers solving their problems uh, in a variety of situations I aren't always the you know ideal situation but oftentimes the the benefit and the takeaway that that I have from those difficult situations is really worth it all of those things I would say consultancy would be something you would want to do and if you're interested doing it with the top um, document, I love saying no SQL these days, database, um, <laughs> the, you know, this, this could very well be a place for you.
1: Well, Eric, this has been a great conversation. Any parting thoughts you want to share before we wrap things up?
0: Just that this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm sorry I didn't get to talk to the guy who sounds like Ira Glass. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> an Nick, inside Nick joke that I have with Michael.
1: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. Have a question or a suggestion for the show? Visit us in the MongoDB community forums at community.mongodb.com.